a glimpse into the future of workforce training. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Tom Griffith, CEO and co-founder at Hone. Welcome, Tom. Hi, Tanya. Thanks for having me. So what does Hone do, and why did you start the company? So Hone is a next-generation training platform that helps companies and individuals scale manager training and leadership training um, for the modern workplace. Um, and basically, this came out of a problem that I'd had as a, a company founder and executive with my previous startup, a company called FanDuel, um, that sports fans may have heard of, um, that we grew from five founders uh, back in the UK to over 500 employees across the US and Europe. Um, and the problem that we had was, you know, I had all these managers across all these different offices, uh, we needed to figure out how we were going to train them. Um, and it seemed like there were really only two solutions. Um, one was to fly everybody to the same location, put them in a conference room, teach them management in three days and send them back to the workplace and hope that they figured out how to use that learning um, on the job. Or the other option was um, e-learning where you can watch a video about how to be a great manager. You can do that wherever you are, but it really takes more than a video to figure out how to be a great leader. And so what Hone is trying to do, um, and so I left Daniel after 10 years to, to start the company, is combine the best of those two uh, those worlds um, to create interactive leadership and management training, but do it at scale. And so all our classes are live video classes to take wherever you want. So let's talk about that subject. I mean, as we approach uh, the decade of the 2020s, what emerging trends and needs do you see related to workforce training? I think it's been an amazing decade um, in the past 10 years, just as far as changes in the workplace are concerned. And I think, you know, learning needs to catch up. Um, and over the next few years, we'll see kind of ways of learning catching up with the ways that the workplace has changed. And so I'd say there are three major trends that have happened um, that have changed the way that we work. And oftentimes it's called the future of work or um, changing workplace. Um, first one is that people are more and more distributed or remote uh, than they've ever been before. And so our learning experiences need to learn to deal with that. I mean, the wave of e-learning that happened over the past 10 years um, was meant to help with learning wherever you're at, but that doesn't account for the live interactive component of a lot of training. Um, and so I think we're going to see more and more scaled live training experiences like Hone uh, and other platforms that do live at scale. Um, another trend we see is that um, people are staying around uh, a shorter period of time in their jobs, so much higher turnover. Um, we hire engineers across the country, and I think in places like Silicon Valley in New York, you're lucky if you can hold on to someone for um, 18 months. Uh, so you know, there's a lot of turnover and a lot of reskilling um, that needs to happen. And so learning is helping with onboarding to get people um, up to speed really quickly. Um, and I think the, the third trend that we see from people over the past 10 years that's going to influence learning over the next 10 years um, is that people really care about being developed and grown in their jobs. Um, a lot of research now shows that people care about um, growth and development more than they do their paycheck. Um, and so in order to curb the trend of people moving from job to job, um, employers need to create that, those development experiences. And so giving learners choice, um, meeting them on their terms, um, having technology that works for them wherever they are, are the kinds of things that employers need to do to, to hold on to that great talent. So let's talk about the subject areas where organizations are seeing the need for training. Are they general subject areas that maybe, maybe apply to broad spans of the organization or are they more narrowly focused in departments? 
Yeah, I mean, I think there's a few clear trends. Um, of course, if you zoom out and look at the macro changes that are happening in the economy, um, we're seeing a lot more automation. Um, there's a lot of talk about machine learning and AI replacing various jobs over the decades to come. And of course, none of that is certain and the timescales are still being figured out. But um, there's no question, at least for me, that a lot of jobs are going to get automated. And so it tends to be uh, more high-tech jobs and high-tech training uh, and skills that need to be developed in the workforce as things get uh, more automated. So there's a lot of um, new technical experiences popping up, like coding boot camps um, and uh, kind of interactive, self-paced ways of doing that. Um, our thesis here at Hone actually is that on the other side, um, rather than technical skills, as jobs become mechanized and automated, um, people are going to have to do what people do best, which is you know, using their people skills, using their leadership and their management. And so we also see huge demand for um, leadership development and uh, management skills um, as folks tend to then you know, manage people uh, and do, again, what um, people do best in terms of leading uh, the workforce and kind of automating away the rest. There are already challenges getting the different generations uh, to communicate with each other because of our differences, right? And there are several generations in the workforce that need training. So do you find the need to customize content delivery to uh, generational segments or can you use the same delivery methods across the spectrum? Yeah, I think that's a great question actually because um, what we see is twofold. Um, firstly, the frameworks and lessons um, of leadership, of management, of interacting with people are universal. Um, and those are principles that apply across the generations. Um, things like you know, how to lead with values, how to um, seek to understand people first before you're trying to kind of impose your views on them. That, you know, they're, they're timeless kind of truths of leadership. Um, but to your point, the way that those get delivered and taught does need to vary by generations. And so whereas perhaps um, you know, in decades gone by, um, learning that from a long-term mentor or um, you know, sitting in a conference room, having traveled you know, a flight to get somewhere was an acceptable way of learning. Just the pace of technology and the pace of um, society these days uh, mean that millennials have a lot, um, a lot less patience for that such interrupted uh, or interruptive um, kind of heavyweight experiences. And so we look at things like micro learning that fits on the mobile device. Um, hone again, the 60 minute classes, just like a, a meeting on your calendar rather than these kind of multi-day training sessions. So um, the first change I think is um, just condensing the content so that it's more immediately consumable, given that certain you know, platforms have trained our generation to, to operate like that. Um, and I think, again, just there's a higher um, bar for the learner experience. So it can't just be sitting back being talked at um, for a long period of time um, with no technology. I think we're used to using tools like Zoom and Slack and um, email and um, other social platforms so that our digital experiences as they come into learning um, need to be that high grade of um, quality and production so that they don't feel like they're from a previous decade. They feel like the things we use every day. What is it about transitioning to the future of work that concerns so many C-level executives? It's a great question. I mean, I think the pace of change all around us is accelerating. Um, I think that's really showing up um, in the workforce in terms of how quickly skill sets are becoming redundant, how quickly we need to reskill people, 
and how much there's really a war for talent where learning's on the front line. Um, again, people really choosing organizations because of how quickly they can learn and grow there. And so I think, you know, as a C-level executive myself here and in previous companies, you know, we really care about being able to compete um, and so having the kind of best trained people and also building a long-term culture. And so um, again, investing in learning and development so that we keep people around and, and grow them as part of our journey um, is, is really kind of top of mind. And so those are a few of the factors that really um, drive learning to the top of the leadership agenda. Tom Griffiths, CEO and co-founder at Hone. If somebody wants to connect with you, Tom, what's the best way they can do that? Um, we'd love if they would check out our website. It's honehq.com, H-O-N-E-H-Q.com, and they can contact, uh, contact us that way. Sounds good. Thanks again for joining us. And if you guys want to find more of my interviews, you can do that right here or go to tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching. Thank you.